Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce. Joe, no Carter Hart, no problem for the Flyers Tuesday night against the Blues. The offense breaks out for five goals. They win five to one. Joe, they had scored four goals over their previous three games combined. They go off for five against St. Louis, and they are seven, three, and two. And it definitely feels like they're playing for one another. It may sound cliche, but they play hard and they play for one another. And they're getting results because of it. It seems like these are John Tortorella trademarks, and we're seeing them early in the season. What do you think? The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is the day after John Tortorella said it's going to be a dogfight every night for us because we're not going to fill the net, they fill the net and it's not – I mean, outside of a few minutes in the third period, it really wasn't a dogfight. Now, St. Louis is in a bad way. Um, but that said, I mean, you have to take advantage of playing teams that are in a bad way if you're in a good way. And the Flyers happen to be getting a couple of them, a few of them right now. Ottawa, they're in a a bad stretch, uh, and they get them again coming up later um, this this weekend. They get Columbus. So you have to take advantage of it. And, you know, I feel like this team is approaching every game the same way, and it doesn't matter if you're playing Columbus, Ottawa, or you're playing the Rangers at the Garden. It's, you know, um, they they grind out wins, and they play for each other, which you mentioned there. And I think that really nothing was more evident than the last game that Felix Sandstrom had played Scott Lawton talked about how they have to get him a win and then they've really hung him out the dry. And then last night, almost to a man after the game, you heard them all talk about how good it was to get him his first NHL win. And these the guys all seem to be – John Tortorella is big on accountability. I don't think accountability just means player to coach. I think it definitely means accountability to one another in that – dressing room and and you're seeing it and you're hearing the guys and you're I mean aside from what they say you're seeing it on the ice I mean um I, I think the blues were out there trying to send a message last night early but you know the flyers go out there you you, you know you have Nick Sealer and you have Zach McEwen jump in there early um in fights um you have at, at every opportunity these guys are sticking up for one another and um, I think it's it, it's part of that accountability is we need to be accountable to each other and not just our head coach. And I think that starts with the head coach and comes on down. And like you said, we're seeing the trademarks of a John Tortorella team early in this season. And we're, we're basically seeing his whole resume uh, play out in front of us. Um, the question is, you know, at what point does the talent level on the roster kind of become a thing? Because 
I mean, he he said it too. I'm not breaking news when I say there's going to be games when you get to the, the the middle days of the season where the talent deficit is just going to – it's going to show itself. And um, But you can only worry about the games that are in front of you at the moment. And, um, you know, this team's in a good way right now. I think that's a fair concern, Joe. Um, it is a long season, and guys are going to get tired, and you're going to see sometimes talent just take over when – you know, when, when guys are tired, sometimes talent just takes over. You know, talented teams can get by when they're on the second game of a back-to-back or they're not playing at their best, but they are still very good when they're not at their best. Uh, but it was nice to see Felix Sandstrom get that win. First career win in the NHL. Carter Hart was out because of an illness. He was expected to start, but Sandstrom got the start instead. And it was nice to actually see Sandstrom in that spot because – his previous three games were all in the second game of back-to-backs. And those are not easy spots, but that is the job of a backup. Uh, but you think in those games, typically the skaters are a little more tired from the night before. Uh, maybe they don't play as – I'm not going to say they don't play as hard, but they're just not as fresh and they're not as sharp. It's just a tough night on goalies uh, in those situations. So he had not had anything easy in his starts. He gets one here at home against a struggling team and the Flyers – responded for him in front that was good to see joe i do wonder how often john tortorello will push his guys how often he'll call them out he seems like he's pushed the right button so far in terms of challenging guys whether it be in media talking about this guy isn't meeting expectations or he's not playing the way i think he should or whether it's behind closed doors but i do i do wonder eventually does that type of stuff run dry like how frequently can he do it how often will players respond to it well? Do Does he need to pick and choose his spots? I, I do wonder how that will shake out because I do think eventually sometimes guys get, getting criticized every single day uh, might not respond to it all the time, especially if losses start to pile up and frustration starts to brew. Uh, but it will be interesting to see how John Tortorella balances that all. But I do think he has pushed the right button so far. It seems like when he challenges a guy, they respond. Yeah, and – we talked about this last night on 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 pregame live. Uh, Michael Barkan and Al were talking about the the balancing act of praise versus criticism and kind of just keeping it in the middle. And you know, we've seen him. You know, last week Wade Allison has a couple goals in a game or a goal and two assists. I he had three points in whatever game. Uh, and and afterwards, it was kind of like. Yeah, but he plays too laterally. You know, like it's like this. Yeah, he played a good game, but and and you know you don't let guys get too high and you don't let them go get too low. Um, he talked both yesterday and the day before yesterday before the game about what that Ottawa game meant and how proud he was of the guy. So it's it seems like when there's praise, it's widespread. And when there's criticism, it's a little more individualized. Um, I mean, for veterans, that could get a little tiresome after a while. Uh, it hasn't yet. I mean, these guys seem to be answering the bell. Uh, we saw it with Konechny. We've seen it with Hayes. Um, we saw it with Rasmus Ristolainen, maybe to a lesser extent. I mean, he. I thought he played a pretty, played a pretty good game last night. He was not... Um, Inserted back in the lineup with his normal D pair partner in Sanheim, he was on the third pair 
I believe, for um, that entire game last night, right? You didn't notice him jump up at all, right? I didn't, and he only played around 16 or so minutes. Typically, I would say he's yeah. at least 20. Yeah, I mean, it's probably easing him back in. And, you know, and Tortorella won't allude to it, but I would imagine the physical um, limitations might be there still from the injury. So he's not going to say that, but one would think it, it, it. there's probably some of that lingering. So um, they're kind of, you know, playing him on a pitch count type of thing. And um, But I, I still think he answered last night and you know how long will it last I think will be the big question um I don't think we've really seen outside of maybe the Toronto game and the, the shutout at home where the two where Hayes and Konechny got benched I mean I don't think we've really seen this team on too many lows so that to me is yet to be seen um where you kind of just lose a game. Maybe the Toronto game is the best example where you, you lose a game and it's, it's talent based and not, you know, we can point the finger and say, okay, that play, that stretch, this shift, that turnover was the reason we lost. It was just, you know, <laughs> they have Austin Matthews. They have Mitch Marner. We don't kind of, and there's only so much you can do about that. Um, so I do think that that's going to be a, an interesting thing to see over a long season. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. I don't think they've had an egregious loss yet, so I am interested, Joe, as well, to see how they respond to something of that nature. Maybe the worst loss was the the Maple Leafs. It was five to two, but that that's a three two game in the third period. I, I would say the San Jose loss is probably yeah, the worst one because you yeah. get shut out by a team that everyone thinks is in the running for the worst in the NHL mm-hmm. on your home ice, and two of your top forwards get benched in the game. That's probably the loss that has the most um, like beat down effect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you remember that. I, I mean, there didn't seem to be – once those two guys got benched, I think everybody kind of thought, okay, they're not going to score in this game. And so – and that didn't have to do with talent because I don't think – you know, San Jose has some talented players. I don't think there's a talent deficit when it comes to San Jose. Yeah, John Tortorello probably won't admit it, but he almost and waved. That was, yeah, that was a message-sending game. He he, um, you know, almost said, "Okay, we're going to lose this one, and I'm going to make an example out of a couple of guys." He never said specifically what it was for, but the guys seemed to understand it. Um, and you know, so I, I would say that's the worst loss so far. Um, but outside of that, I, I don't find the Tamp- the Toronto loss egregious. The best teams in the league could go into Toronto and get beat five two on a on a night. Yeah. Um, if Toronto's clicking and, and the same can be said for, you know, you go into Colorado on a night, you go into, you know, name your team that has that kind of firepower on offense. You can go in there and get a big number put up on you any night of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And, and John Torello probably won't admit it, but he really did almost wave the white flag in that Sharks game. Uh, they're already down James Van Reems. Like, so they're already down a four. Then he shortens his bench 
by two more guys and it's his two top scorers in a game that they're trailing two nothing and have a chance to come back. Uh, that was all to send a point because that you know he probably thought that was the right time early in the season to send a point uh, and sacrifice really a, a chance to come back. But yeah, Joe, I think guys have responded uh, in, in in good ways. Uh, you know, we, this week Tortorella talks about Wade Allison doing some really frustrating things and playing East West. And if he continues to play East West, he'll East West himself out of the lineup. He said he come he criticizes Rasmus Ristolainen and says. He flat out hasn't met expectations and he needs to be better to be in the lineup. And I thought both guys responded well. Allison goes right to the net, scores in the blue paint. Uh, and and Ristolainen, I thought, had a really quietly good game. He blocks two big shots in one shift. So that's stuff John Torello loves. Uh, he was a plus two. He was physical, but not too physical in the sense where he was taking himself out of the game. I just thought he had a good balance of physicality and positioning. And, uh, you know, again, guys wanting and welcoming criticism. Uh, so Tortorella has done some good things, and it's just hard to believe that they don't have Cam Atkinson, they don't have Sean Couturier, they don't have James Van Riemsdyk, and, and they have seven wins uh, in 12 games. I think you got to give some credit to John Tortorella and really give some credit to players, uh, young guys that are answering the bell, uh, some veterans that are stepping up. Guys are filling roles that I think we all thought had to be filled. Kevin Hayes, Travis Konechny being go-to offensive guys, Carter Hart being a star in net, uh, depth players, uh, and then really the top defensive pair, D'Angelo and Provorov, I think has been great, really, all season. I don't think they've had too many hiccups. So kudos to those guys as well. Yeah, and I, I while we're talking about guys answering the bell, the one that slipped my mind that just came to me is Travis Sanheim. He was mentioned by name the day before, uh, two days ago. And then last night we see him have that assist, um, sort of like the one-time assist where he kind of cradled it and, and sent it across the crease on that that great play to score. Um, uh, which goal? Sedlak? Uh, Noah Cates. Oh, Noah Cates goal, yes. Yep. Um, yeah, great and, play. Uh, yeah, yeah. Great, great, great passing and, and just a great play. And there were other two other occasions in the first period where he jumps up in the play offensively and and shows some of what we saw last year that yeah. I think was lacking in his game up to last night. And again, he John Tortorella called it out. He was asked about it and called it out. It's not like he volunteered the information. He was asked about what he thought of Sandheim's game and said, you know, and was critical of it. And then Sandheim goes out and answers the bell last night. So that's another guy you know, that we, we see answering the bell and looking last night a lot like the player he was last year, which is the reason that earned him the new contract that he got in the offseason. I mean, you know, the, so again, these guys are responding to this coach, um, which is not unsimilar to the way it's been at John Tortorella's previous stops early on. Sanheim had one point entering last night's game, and he matches that with an assist. And there's no doubt uh, defensive play on the back end is not all about points, but Travis Sanheim needs to put up points, and the Flyers want him to. They want him to orchestrate offense, move the puck with his legs, make some things happen. And Tortorella likes that style. He likes aggressive mistakes. He wants his D-men to take that puck and go. And it reminded me a little bit of Cam York, what he was asking of Cam York, during the preseason was, hey, be yourself. 
uh, show us something. Show us that that skill that you have where you can take the puck and get us out of our own end just like that. And Sanheim has those skills, big, uh, smooth skater and offensively gifted. Uh, so I wonder if we'll see Sanheim going a little bit of a surge here offensively because they could use it. They could use more than two points in 12 games from Travis Sanheim because they really they need to take some pressure off of D'Angelo and Provrov. I don't think you can – I don't think you want to wear too much on those two guys. Uh, it's it's good when they're playing more 23-24 minutes and not, in my opinion, 25-26. Uh, so I think balance on the back end will be, will be critical. Joe, do you have any concerns about their scoring? I know they put up five goals – Last night, but it didn't start until the back half of the game. I believe the first goal was scored after the 10 or 11 minute mark in the second period. Floodgates kind of open against a struggling team. Uh, I, I can't help but still remember four goals over the previous three games where I'm wondering, boy, uh, does this dogfight style eventually wear on them and wear on their goalie? Well, it could. And and I, I just go back to what John Tortorella said on um, on, on Monday. And that's that every night's going to be a dogfight because we're not going to fill the net. So it, it's a concern, but this is also who they are. It's not like you have guys that score 30 and 40 goals that aren't scoring. These guys are, you know, in many cases, very inexperienced NHL players. Um, the guys that are experienced are scoring. Konechny, um, we could probably use a few more goals from Hayes. Um, but he's playmaking. He's, you know, he's got uh, racking up some assists. Um, and then you're getting, you know, three goals already from Zach McEwen. I don't think that anybody would have thought that. Um, so, but it it's going to be a concern because this is who they are. And the coach acknowledges it. The players acknowledge it. Um, and quite frankly, this is a stylistic kind of thing as well. I mean, John Tortorella, if you look back through his teams, and I'm not including the one he won the Stanley Cup with in Tampa, but the teams that he's coached after that point weren't exactly rich with goal scorers. Um, so he knows how to coach teams like this, but it's a concern, but I don't think it's a concern that any of us didn't expect to be a concern because, I mean, the coach tells you it as, as many times as he possibly could. You know, he 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 mentions the lack of, um, you know, the lack of firepower. I mean, that and that's due to personnel as well as injuries. I mean, you you have guys out of the line. I mean, Cam Atkinson's out. Of, I mean, we're not even talking about him. You almost forget that he's here, mm-hmm. and it was questionable whether he was going to play opening night. And now he's not even skating, and you don't hear much talk about him. So, you know, yeah, it's a concern for. Various different reasons, but I don't think it's a um, unexpected concern. And I feel like uh, Tortorella saying these things about not not having the most offensively gifted team is a little bit of a message to his guys that like, hey, we have to work hard to win and we have to defend to win and we have to play the right way to win. And just to remind them, yeah, we are not Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid. We are, you know, teams with a team with a lot of, you know, Middle middle of the road, you know. To be honest, middle of the road type of talent guys. And been- games and games like the one last week in Toronto remind you that scoring deficit and the the talent deficit that we've talked about a couple of times during this 
this podcast, um, you know, it, it, they have Austin Matthews, they have Mitch Marner and William Nylander and these guys that create offense. Yeah. Um, just by being on the ice and the flyers don't have that. They don't have a wealth of guys that do that. And, you know, it, it shows when teams like that are matched up uh, against each other. And I think Al said it last night on the show a couple times that you can coach effort. And right now that's what's happening with this team. Yeah. And yeah, the, even their top two, you know, go-to scorers are, I think more playmakers than they are goal scorers. Kevin Hayes for sure. I believe is more of a playmaker than he is a goal scorer. And Travis Connecting is starting to look more and more like a guy that's going to facilitate a little more, make things happen than he is bury the puck in the net. But both can score goals. But my point being is, yeah, they're not littered with goal scorers, but they have guys that can play. They have talent. Um, but they're going to need they're they're going to need production from everyone. And and right now, to their credit, they're getting guys chipping in. Lucas Sedlak comes in. He looks great on the fourth line plays a, a hard game and he can put the puck in the net a little bit. Wade Allison, some secondary scoring. Noah Cates last night breaks out point-wise with a couple. So um, so nice secondary contributions. And a lot of that, it's cliche, but a lot of that is through hard work. If they're not working hard and playing the right way, those guys are not scoring some of those secondary points that the team desperately needs. And we saw last night, um, you mentioned Sedlak. To me, Sedlak's goal changed the whole game last night because the third period starts with St. Louis on a power play. And really, after that power play expired, the, and all the play was in St. Louis's offensive zone. They score a goal, and it started to look like things were going to roll downhill a little bit, and Sedlak's goal stopped all of that. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was, to me, the game-changing play last night. Uh, was Lucas Sedlak's goal, and and it and it comes as a result of hard work, like you said. And we'll see if the Flyers can keep rolling here. Uh, plenty of games coming up here on NBC Sports Philadelphia with tons of coverage on pre and post game live. Thursday they're in Columbus. Uh, John Tortorella returns to his old stomping grounds for the first time since taking over the Flyers. Uh, and then Saturday, Sunday, two home games in the afternoon. Saturday against the Senators. Uh, Claude Drew's return. And then Sunday against the Stars. All those games on NBC Sports Philadelphia with pre and post game live. Joe, are you pretty excited to see uh, Giroux come back here in Philadelphia? I imagine this scene will be will be pretty special for fans and for him. Yeah, um, I'm kind of interested to see what the Flyers have planned. Um, yeah. You know, w we've kind of heard, you know, us in the media that there's a ceremony, but they haven't really divulged a ton of details yet. So I think, and he talked about it last week before the game in Ottawa last weekend, that it, it that's going to be a, a weird night um, when you're only used to playing, uh, you know, being in the home locker room in a building for, you know, basically since 2006 when he was drafted, uh, and and you come back and you're in the, you know, you're in the visitors' locker room and you're on that ice that, you know, you played so many games and, um, but you're wearing the other team Jersey. That's gotta be a, a really, really weird feeling. So I'm interested to see how that, uh, that entire day goes and you get the mat the Saturday matinee, which there hasn't been as many of them in the last few seasons as there had been previously. So, uh, 
you should get a good crowd. Those are usually fan favorites, the uh, the matinee Saturdays. Yeah, I think you'll see some good crowds this weekend. Uh, obviously, um, Phillies are, you know, out, you know, unfortunately, you got eliminated from the World Series. Not sorry to bring that up, uh, Philadelphia fans. But I think some focus is a little bit starting to shift towards Flyers, Sixers, and fall. And, and obviously, of course, the Eagles as well. So I think you'll see some good crowds. And I think a lot of people love Claude Drew. So I expect Saturday to be a nice, nice crowd for sure. But we'll have it all covered on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Plenty of hockey to go and watch and analyze. And we can't wait to see it all. Joe Flores, thank you so much as always. Great to see you and chat with you. Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru, thanks so much as well for always being flexible with our time. And a big thank you, as always, to Flyers fans for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen. And we can't wait to talk to you next time.